You're listening to Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. What's going on, guys? Greg here, and you are tuned into Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. Today, we're going to go through Article 16. Ellen, why don't you tell them about Article 16? Thanks, Greg. So Article 16 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights has three parts. Number one, men and women of full age without any limitation due to race, nationality, or religion have the right to marry and to found a family. They are entitled to equal rights as to marriage, during marriage, and at its dissolution. Number two, marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent of the intending spouses. And three, the family is the natural and fundamental group unit of society and is entitled to protection by society and the state. So we are talking about marriage and family today. Yes. And, you know, I know we talked in one of the earlier podcasts about the, the workshop I typically do called Human Rights from Education to Action. And one of the questions I ask participants is, which of these human rights most surprised you? And many times this particular right is the one that surprises people or one of the ones that surprises people that, you know, marriage and family is actually a human right, that the writers of the declaration thought it important enough to include as its own right. One of the things that stuck out to me as you read Article 16 is the fact that marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent of the intending spouses, which, as we've talked about previously, is not a fact all around the world. That's true. I mean, we have things happening in the world like, you know, child marriages and, you know, some of the causes of child marriages include poverty, uh, cultural traditions or, or laws that even allow it. And there's also religious and social pressures. But according to this this human right, obviously that would be a, a major violation because it's supposed to be men and women of full age and marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent. I mean, a child is not giving consent to enter into a marriage. Yeah, and that's when kind of, you know, the human rights and laws can cross over once you get into international conversations because we have laws about consent here in America, whereas in other countries, it's, is, you know, the question arises, is it a human right violation since it's accepted in that country or not? And according to, to what we're looking at right now, it looks like the founders said it was not. Right. And in our marriages here, you know, it's actually many times part of the ceremony where the both spouses are being asked, are you entering into this of your own free will? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. And all that kind of fun (laughs) stuff. Um, And the third part of Article 16, which stuck out to me as well, is the family is the natural and fundamental group unit of society and is entitled to protection by society and the state. Yes, what a powerful statement that is and how much value the culture itself is putting on the family. Um, and, and to the point we're in this right, we're saying we need to protect the family. I read a book a few months ago called The Naked Communist by W. Cleon Skousen. And uh, he was a former FBI employee. And, you know, he took his, his FBI experience and decades of research and put together this book. And he basically said in it at one point that the communists knew they would not defeat America with atomic war. Uh, so their their strategy was basically to attack our culture. He had a chapter near the end of the book 
called The 45 Goals of Communism Today. You know, there was quite a few that that I found pretty interesting, but one of the goals was to discredit the family as an institution and encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Um, and that's, I just thought that was pretty interesting because the writers of the Declaration are saying the family is the natural and fundamental group unit of society. So, of course, if you want to destroy a culture, you attack the fundamental group unit. So it's pretty amazing that the writers of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights were so thoughtful to include marriage and family as a human right in order to protect our culture. And we are lucky enough to have a guest today to talk a little bit about marriage and family with us. Yes, Will Seabrook is joining us today. Will's ongoing mission is to mobilize and educate people using music as the ideal medium for the message of human rights. He has a nonprofit organization called Rock for Human Rights, whose purpose is to teach people about their fundamental human rights in a fun, uplifting, and engaging way. Thank you, Will, for joining us today on this uh, very important podcast on marriage and family. As we know, the family marriage is the the basic fundamental unit of society that that makes our our society, you know, happen. So uh, I know you recently have been working on a song regarding marriage and was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the songwriting process, what inspired you and, um, you know, maybe a little bit about the lyrics. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I agree uh, in terms of the importance of marriage in society. And I've always been a romantic. I mean, I'm a singer-songwriter, so how could I not be, right? (laughs) And when I was younger, I wrote a lot of uh, my attempts at love songs, my best love songs. And the concept of falling in love sounds sort of like an accident. Right. It's not a very responsible thing to do. I sort of I had all these ideas that what being in love meant was a feeling that you got the way someone made you feel the sort of uh, the emotional response based on your experience with someone. And of course, when you're first meeting someone and falling in love with them, there very much is all of that. And that's really fun and can be an amazing experience under the right circumstances. But again, it's not the most sort of responsible viewpoint if that makes sense so it's, it's almost like something that happens by accident like you tripped and fell in love right <laughs> was sort of the idea and i my wife and i have been together for 16 years married for 13 and it's been a really fascinating journey for me uh and apologies for the background noise there uh, there are fighter jets uh, going overhead at the moment wow. um so the experience of being together with someone for over a decade and going through, we met in our mid twenties and it's now 16 years later Mm -hmm. and uh, we've been through so many life changes together. And one of the things that I don't heard talk about very much, I don't see it represented in the media and movies and things. And it's just not something that seems like it's a part of popular culture is what it really takes to stay committed to someone and to make it work. Right. And the happiest people that I know are people who are in long-term. Give that to you again. The happiest people that I know are people who are in long-term, stable relationships. Mm-hmm. And I have observed over time that there's something really special and unique and amazing about being with someone through life's ups and downs and through the travails that everybody goes through. You're really building something together. And I find that really 
incredibly satisfying. And when you can look back on your time with someone over the course of years, and ultimately over the course of a lifetime, you look at the adventures you've had together, Mm -hmm. there's this incredible and unique friendship and bond that you have with that person that you don't have with anybody else in your life. And so I wanted to write a song trying to capture a little bit of that, because I think that, I think nowadays, maybe people are sometimes encouraged to give up a little too soon, or, you know, if things get rough, they think they're doing something wrong. In an age of Instagram stories and filters, and everything is social media perfect, I think people often feel that they individually don't measure up, but also that that carries over into their romantic relationships and and the the people that they're trying to build a life with. If things aren't perfect all the time or aren't even great all the time, that they feel like, well, they must be doing something very wrong and maybe it's just not meant to be, et cetera. You know, and the, the couples that I know who've made it have all been through it, whatever it is for them. If you have your tough times and sticking that out, working through it, communicating, coming to a resolution and and finding a way forward is part of what makes it so satisfying. Mm -hmm. So when I sat down to write a song about it, I said, okay, I want it to be a love song. I really want it to be a song for my wife and about our relationship and really a celebration of everything that we've been through, the good times and the not so good times. And so I really started thinking in terms of little phrases and uh, just ideas and con- how do I want to show that? Um, and I ended up sort of coming up with the idea of showing the passage of time by talking about all the ways that my wife made me happy. So the oh, first wow. verse is you in the morning um, with the sunlight hitting those perfect eyes. I could get lost in you in the evening with the moonlight tracing those perfect lines, something to see then. It feels like we've just met, even though we've been together since we were kids. Look where we've been. I wouldn't change one piece of it. And then the chorus is, because I sleep the whole night through when I'm lying next to you. I see the future in your eyes, so it comes as no surprise that I wouldn't change a thing because I love the love you bring to everything you do. And baby, I love the man I am when I'm with you. Wow. So that's that, beautiful. That's, that's, thank you. So that's the chorus. Uh-huh. It's funny. I really have to think about the lyrics when I'm not singing them. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written them down before we started talking. But it's the idea is that when you're with a person and you've invested so much and you have that bond and that friendship and that sense of trust and care you really are your best self because being in a relationship takes work and effort. And I think that's one of the biggest sort of false ideas that I had as a young person, Mm -hmm. that it was just supposed to work. And it was the way I felt was what was most important. Mm -hmm. And as as I became an adult and started living some life and working through some problems, I realized I caused my own feelings. And that was actually a revelation to me that I, I didn't have to sort of be buffeted about by whatever I was feeling emotionally, whatever life was hitting me with. Uh I've discovered that life is 95% how it's 5% what gets thrown at me and 95% how I respond to it. Right. And, and that's very true. I've found in romantic relationships as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really what I have attention on. So the idea for me behind romantic relationships that I've observed over time, that are really successful it really comes down to 
people, the person, the people involved, their ability to to genuinely take responsibility for themselves and the other person. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when I was young, that somehow felt like a lot of work or just I didn't know how to do it. And what I've observed is that it's actually one of the most satisfying things you can experience in life uh-huh. is is being able to take responsibility and caring for another person. Mm-hmm. How are they doing? How's their life going? How's their day going? Going out of your way to make someone smile or feel better or just do something thoughtful for them is is an incredibly rewarding and satisfying experience. And when they do the same thing for you, it just sort of compounds and adds to the experience that you're both having together. Right. Which I really love. Yeah, that's great. And then you, as an artist, you you are a creator. And, you know, I do think, too, that marriage, it, it's a constant create. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of the other things that was really striking to me early on, is that marriage is sort of this pretended relationship where if you don't wake up every single day and make the choice, to be married and to create your relationship actively, really mm-hmm. making an effort to put it there, it sort of will disappear on you. Right. And it's not it's a plate that you have to keep spinning. And if you do, it's fantastic. It's incredibly satisfying. But I think, again, sometimes people have that experience where they might take it for granted for five minutes and then the plate stops spinning. And that mm-hmm. can be very scary. Oh, what's going on? Well, what happened? Oh, it just fell apart. You know, they just grew apart. Well, Okay, mm-hmm. maybe, right? <laughs> right. That does happen. I could see that happening and having diverging interests and you just become different people. But I think if you really make the effort, it's fun to be very different people who then come together and celebrate those differences and share your life experience. And what did you do today? Well, I did this amazing, interesting, fascinating thing. And what did you do? And, mm-hmm. and that's really part of it. So right. it does take work, but the, the payoff I have found is, is worth much, much more than any amount of effort that I put into it. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, you know, too, it's it's almost, it gives you an additional, you know, security and and a, almost a boost of power, you know, having that, that other person there. And it was interesting to me that the writers of the Declaration included it as a human right. And, you know, the, the one part was the family is the natural and fundamental group unit of society and is entitled to protection by society and the state. So it, it's so important that, you know, it, it should be protected. And, and like, I love some of the things that you said in, in the lyrics to your song of how, you know, um, how important this, this right is. Absolutely. Happy families, from what I've observed, the ripple effect of that, when, when I meet genuinely really happy people who are doing very well in life, who are very successful, I often find that they had family support of one kind or another. You, mm-hmm. of course, meet people who have made their own success in, in spite of very difficult circumstances, and I admire those folks that much more for having persevered through that. But as a general rule, when I find people who are just really fantastic to be around, happy, doing well in life, mm-hmm. it's not unusual to find that they came from a really happy household. Right. Is there anything else you want to say, Will, about the songwriting process, the lyrics itself, or did you capture everything? Well, I, I think for me, as an artist, I've always been somebody who wanted to make the world a better place with my music in whatever way that I could. The people that I most admire, that I grew up listening to, and, and that who helped me fall in love with music and made me want to make music, were people who really had something to say about the life experience and and usually something uplifting and inspiring Uh and for me i think 
we're living at a time where there's just there's so many messages there's so much competing for people's attention and so many different viewpoints and that can be really exciting and interesting and at the same time i think it could be a little destabilizing so where do you where do you look what 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 are people supposed to believe in these days right and so when i discovered the universal declaration of human rights for me it was such a natural fit i've actually written several songs each based on different human rights precepts mm-hmm. and they've been some of my best songs wow. musically in terms of their commercial appeal mm-hmm. and i really love that because it's they're just they're things that i really believe in and love talking about love communicating about and my hope is to make music that even if people didn't speak a word of english would love the music for the sake of the aesthetic quality of it mm-hmm. but also the stories that I'm telling and the, the sort of my version of the truth that I'm sharing with the world mm-hmm. is something I hope that's also inspiring to people and that, that they can look to to brighten their day a little bit. That's always the hope with when I sit down to write a new song. Wow, that's awesome. And then, you know, we're, I'm, I'm personally really looking forward to hearing, you know, this song about marriage and uh, eventually when, when it's ready, we'll, we'll add the link to this podcast and uh, in the future, I mean, we're going to be doing Article 19, which is freedom of expression. And I'd love for you to come back and tell us more about, you know, all these different songs, um, since, you know, everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. And you're using music as a way of expressing um, your views on the Universal Declaration. So, again, thank you so much for being here today. And is there anything else you'd like to share or you're close with as far as this particular human right or, or what people can do to create a great marriage? Well, thank you. Uh, and thank you so much for having me. First of all, it's really been a pleasure and I admire what you're doing and really appreciate you talking to the world about these precepts and why they're so important. And I'd love to come back and talk anytime you'd have me. And I think for me, in terms of a successful marriage, I, I, got very lucky with the person I ended up with, and that never escapes me. And I think just deciding not to give up, that mm-hmm. was one of the biggest things that we had in common early on, and that one of the qualities I love most about my wife is that she's incredibly loyal and very persistent as a person. If she decides she's going to do something, she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're in a relationship with somebody that you care about, it's worth fighting for. It's worth working through, even if they're driving you absolutely bananas. <laughs> On the other side of it, when you, when, you, when you make that effort to work through it and really care for the other person, there is something incredibly satisfying about being together long term. And mm-hmm. people, it, it's worth fighting for. Great. I mean, awesome advice. All right. Well, thanks so much. And we will see you or talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. Well, bye-bye. Bye. So what can you do to protect this human right? I'll leave you with some advice from Mother Teresa. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. We'll be back soon to go over the next articles.